sometimes our uh, Protestant brothers and sisters uh, will bring up an objection about, you know, why do you pray to the saints? Why do you ask the saints to pray for you? You know, why, why don't you just go straight to God? Uh, and of course, as Catholics, we do go often straight to God. But we also ask the saints to pray for us. Uh, we're supposed to be reminded of this today on this solemnity of all saints, and how important the saints are to us. So why do we do this? Why is this important to us? Well, it's important to us because it's important to God. This is what he would like for us to do. You know, uh, it brings up this question, you know, why do you go to other people, not just for spiritual things like prayers, but other people in general rather than going straight to God? Why don't you go straight to God when you're sick uh, instead of going to a doctor or going to a surgeon or to a nurse who's going to help you? Or uh, your dentist, you don't need to go to the dentist. You know, you could go straight to God for all these things, for anything really. Uh, uh, why not? Why not just go straight to him and not worry about these other people? Because he can take care of all those things. He's God. He's all-powerful and believe this. So why do we go to these other people? Uh, another, another way of asking this question is, you know, some people, they like to go on vacations. Uh, why go on a vacation? Why experience, you know, the wonders and beauty of creation? You could simply go straight to God. Isn't he so much more magnificent and amazing? Uh, far beyond his creation. And yet we still uh, enjoy creation. There was a, a friend of mine, some friends who went on a cruise to Alaska. And I remember uh, recalling as they came back and they talked about the cruise, how beautiful it was and how wonderful and magnificent. And they got to see mountains and they got to see whales that were swimming, and how much it reminded them of God's mystery and his majesty. This is why we don't go always directly to God. Not that we can't, but that God gave us all these beautiful things, and he, he wants us to go. He, he likes to use these beautiful things like creation to reveal who he is. He likes to work through people like doctors and surgeons and nurses and dentists and many, many others because this reveals something about him. It reveals even more about his magnificence and all these little intricate details about him. It reveals his glory, his magnificence. And I remember going on a vacation of my own and going scuba diving and you know, looking at the surface of the ocean, it's kind of this dull gray or maybe a little bluish gray. But underneath, uh, you know, going scuba diving, remember, it's just amazing. This sparkling little gems, vividly colored, you know, swimming through the water. These gorgeously colored fish that God, in his infinite wisdom, had just kind of thought of, decided to put there so we could enjoy them. So we could be mesmerized by all the intricate little details that he designed. Why do we not simply go straight to God every single time? Because the beauty of his creation, all that he made, uh, tells us he made it for us so that we could discover so much more about him, about his glory, about his majesty. We don't always go straight to God, 
with our prayers. We often go to saints. We often ask each other to pray for us uh, because uh, this is how God designed it to be. So we could learn more about him. It doesn't take away from his glory in any way. It expands his glory, reminds us even more of his magnificence. Now here, as we're celebrating all saints, uh, reminding us of all the saints, this big part of our family, uh, there's a challenge in that many Catholics don't know much about the saints. They're missing on learning about all these little uh, details and glorious pieces of God. Because he's the artist, right? He made all of these saints that we're celebrating today. If we're going to learn about God, about who he is, we have to learn about the saints. You know, St. Paul, he said in uh, 1 Corinthians 11:1, 1, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. If you want to learn who God is, if you want to learn who Christ is, you need to discover who the saints are because they reveal him, what he's all about. You know, I'm a convert. I didn't grow up Catholic. And so I've been having a lot of fun. It's been very exciting for me to discover the saints. This big part of, like, this missing part of my family that I didn't know was there. And all the stories and just these wonderful, wonderful things. You know, it's been life-changing for me to discover the saints, to discover their stories. You know, uh, and, and learning about our Lord through discovering the saints and what they're all about. Folks like uh, St. Francis of Assisi, people think of him as like, oh, he's the guy that likes animals, you know. But he's so much more than this. You know, St. Francis of Assisi had this, this joy, this, this beautiful, uh, attractive joy uh, that was such that he was a conversion machine. People were drawn to him from far and wide. Christians who'd fallen away. Uh, Muslims who didn't quite understand the faith. Uh, it seemed that nobody could resist this joy that he had. Uh, and I think about one of his sons, one of his spiritual sons, Padre Pio, who's also a Franciscan. Uh, he loved to, to joke and kid with people. Not in a mean way, uh, but he loved to laugh and, and kind of give you a hard time. Uh, this beautiful joy. And I, and I see that in the saints like uh, St. Francis and Padre Pio. And I think to myself, you know what? Uh, I, bet, I bet Jesus was like that a lot. Get these little glimpses and pieces of what our Lord was like in the saints. Or I think of, you know, Thomas Aquinas, uh, this great theologian that died back in 1274, great teacher of the faith, and how much he's taught me about the Eucharist, for example, or uh, even helpful things like confronting people, when to confront somebody about something and when not to. Super helpful, super practical about that. Uh, lots of things about angels, amazing things. Uh, all these intricate little details that, you know, I've learned about our church, about our Lord, about the faith through this great theologian, Thomas Aquinas. Or uh, humility from uh, a saint by the name of St. Philip Neri. A uh, great saint back in, uh, he died in 1595. He's known as the Apostle of Rome. There's a time of great corruption uh, in the church at Rome. And St. Philip Neri was one of these hidden saints that kind of brought the church back from the brink. I remember reading about him and, and learning that like early on in his life, 
he decided he was going to be, you know, like all super penitential and amazing saint. And so he's like sleeping on the floor and doing all these really hard penances. And, and then he realized that really these were occasions of pride for him. Like, Look at me. I do all these amazing, cool, really hard penances. And so in his humility, he decided to, I don't know, sleep on two mattresses just like everybody else. Humility from St. Philip Neri. Or uh, I think of St. Francis de Sales helping me learn about gentleness. He was uh, a bishop sent to Genova, uh, Switzerland. 1622 is when he died. This is a very difficult time to be Catholic because many Catholics were leaving the church at this time uh, uh, to become Calvinists, so a movement within Protestantism. And uh, he was not received at all where he was assigned as a missionary bishop. Very few people, maybe two, three, four, handful of people showing up for mass. Nobody was there. And uh, you pretty much be, you know, burned at the stake. You're risking your life, anything you do to try to share the gospel. And people just don't want to hear it. You know, they're all Calvinists now. They don't want anything to do with the Catholic Church. And so what was he to do? This is a difficult assignment. Yet, uh, St. Francis de Sales, in this kind of beautiful, gentle way, decided, how can I gently, unobtrusively share the gospel with people? So what he did is he began writing all these tracts, these little information sheets on the Catholic faith. And at night, he would go around and he would slip them under the people's doors. And people began reading them. And you do this night after night. Their lives begin to change. And soon, the people begin to come through St. Francis of Sales' gentle way. They begin coming back to Mass, back to the church. He brought thousands and thousands and thousands of people back to the church. He's known as the gentle doctor. Uh, and, and I could go on and on about, you know, other saints and just seeing little glimpses about what Christ was like, learning about the majesty of God and the beauty of his saints. Uh, yet, you know, many Catholics, they just know like little bits and pieces that they've heard here and there. Uh, and so I'd encourage you to get to know the saints. Learn about them. You know, in the Catholic Church, we have this thing called the, the canonization process. Uh, you know, the church spends lots of money and lots of hours going through and uh, looking at miracles and researching people's lives to do everything possible to affirm that this, yes, this is a person who is a saint, a person who's in heaven, a person who can be praying for us, uh, someone that can be held up as an example of heroic virtue to follow. Uh, and yet many Catholics don't take advantage of this. Take advantage of this. Learn about the saints. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm the second of eight kids. I have one older brother and then uh, six younger siblings. And if I told my mom, well, you know, mom, I like you and everything, but I don't really want to get to know my siblings and I don't really want to talk to them, she would be hurt, right? Because that's like an important part of my family, really an important part of who she is even. Uh, and this is what it's like for us as Catholics. This is part of your family. Get to know them. Figure out who they are. I would encourage you, if you're willing, to pick a saint, uh, any saint that you might be drawn to. And instead of reading just like a little paragraph or something about that saint, buy a book on one saint and read it, okay? So you're reading maybe a couple hundred pages on one person. Get to know their life, how they grew up, stories about them. Really get to know that person. Uh, or maybe you're not much of a reader. 
you know, find a movie. There's some movies on some saints. You could go that route. Not quite as good, but it's a good start. Even so, learning about this saint. Uh, but I guarantee you, if you do this, it will change you. Once you finish learning about that saint, you will not be the same person. You'll discover things about God, about our Lord, that you never realized before. Uh, you'll see all sorts of amazing things, life-changing things, if you're willing to do this. Try to do it, you know, once a year. Make it a goal. Say, I know I'm going to learn about one new saint each year. Get to know your family, the Catholic family, over the ages. Someone you can go to to ask for prayers for what you're going through. Learn about the saints. You know, and, um, for me, learning about the saints uh, has just made my faith come alive, has transformed how I see the scriptures, how I understand the Bible. It's radically changed me. It can change you as well. It'll excite you. It'll energize you. It'll draw you closer to the Lord. This is what the saints are all about. This is what we're celebrating today. We go straight to God with prayers, but we also go to the saints asking them for their help. Does this take away from God's glory? Does it diminish his majesty? No way. Absolutely not. It enlarges it. It magnifies it. We learn so much more about him. This is what God desires of us, to go and to discover the works of the artist, to be changed by them from the inside out, to discover who it is that all of these people, these great holy men and women point to, to our Lord, that God may be glorified.